Welcome to the e-commerce podcast with me, your host, Matt Edmondson. This is a show all about delivering e-commerce well, but we're going to be doing it just a little bit differently here in August. Oh, yes, we are, because August is just one of those funny months where, well, we're all on holiday, aren't we, really? At least some of us will be, uh, including me. So we're going to do some shorter cut-down versions in August, uh, and it's going to be myself and... The show's producer, Sadaf Bainon, who doesn't normally get to be on camera, but is going to be on camera for the next five episodes uh, and on microphone as well. It has to be, a woo-hoo. Uh, it has to be said uh, as we're going to be talking about some of the things that's been going on here at EP and also some of the things that's going on behind the scenes. Thought it'd be a good catch up series to do. So I'm excited about this uh, as we're going to be going through a whole bunch of stuff. Now, uh, I'm just going to turn the music up. And I'm going to turn it back down again as a nice little break. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> e-commerce podcast is sponsored by ecommercecohort.com. So, I thought it would be good. Well, actually, so I think you thought it would be good to explain a little bit about what cohort is. Um, we're going to dig into that a little bit, and then we're going to talk about some of the lessons we have learned from cohort and why this matters so we're going to get into that so cohort is has been the sponsor of ep for a little while and in case you've not figured it out cohort is part of our company it's part of what we do it's the best way to describe cohort uh, it's like a monthly mastermind group an online mastermind group where at the start of every month we have like an expert workshop uh, delivered by amazing people they deliver this workshop you then go through the workshop uh, online and you then spend the next few weeks figuring out how this sort of impacts your business really and what it means for your e-commerce business, how it's gonna work. We then um, do like a live Q&A uh, and during the cohort where you get to ask your questions um, and so on and so forth. And so the idea is that every month you come away with like three or four key things that you can implement from that workshop in your e-commerce business to make it better. That's the plan, and that's usually how it works. Have I missed anything out, Miss Sadaf? No, you haven't. Thanks for that. So we're kickstarting our August series with a focus on customer experience. And um, Vance Morris, you might, some of you might remember the name. He um, will will be taking his um, his sprint that he did on cohort and be mm-hmm. talking about. Um, some of the things that he talked about and the lessons that we've learned, the key takeaways from that. So um, should we jump in? Yeah, I think we should jump in. So Vance Morris, what a legend that fella is. Uh, Yes. So the the episode that he did uh, Mm -hmm. was, uh, the podcast episode I'm thinking was called How to Disneyfy Your Business, something like that? Yes, yes, something like that. Maybe the magic of uh, something. Something about magic, the magic and Disney, Disney to your business or yeah, something, yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember that episode because mm-hmm. we recorded that with Vance, and I, it was great to talk to somebody from Disney. So Vance is ex-Disney, mm-hmm. and he has taken the whole Disney thing to a whole extreme in terms of applying the rules of Disney to your business. And so we thought it would be great to get him on cohort to come and share mm-hmm. his insight and he delivered this workshop which we actually did together as a so when we tell other companies to do it we do it ourselves with our own e-commerce business we get the team around we watch the workshops and we talk about how um mm-hmm. the lessons that we can learn from that and how it impacts our business and we still have on our board 
because we I talk about this a little bit in cohort, but we have a board up in our office which shows all the things that we need to get done and the projects and the priority and so on and so forth. We have on there things from Vance Morris from this cohort mm -hmm. workshop, don't we? Yeah, we do. We do. And um, sorry, you were gonna you gonna say no, something? No. I was gonna say they're all, all right. on high tech post it notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's I remember how we roll in our digital business. <laughs> yes. Um, one of the things that he, he talks about and that we've got on the board is Lion Entertainment, yeah. which was a, a new concept brought to us by Vance. We've never heard of that before. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe, Matt, if you can talk about that and also how, um, like how businesses can use that concept to um, breathe life into their own businesses. Yeah, line attainment was a great thing, isn't it? And uh, mm. it was this word that we put on a post note on our board, which just reminds us of this concept of this idea. And this is what cohort's all about. We're doing these episodes to show you what cohort is about a little bit, so you get some idea of it, and you know, sort of behind the scenes working. And so this concept of line attainment was where Vance was talking about how um, at Disney they came to realize that they can't make the cues any quicker right so if there's a queue for an hour there's a queue for an hour how do you make that queue quicker well you get a load of people out of the queue i suppose but they all want to go on the ride you can give people the ability to buy a, a more expensive pass so they can jump the queue but it still doesn't change the queue so if you go to disney world and you spend five six hours of the day in queues that is uh gonna be a very dull boring time Right, mm -hmm. so we were just talking to Keone before we recorded these, didn't we? Uh, Keone's part of the production team. She's working on the episodes and stuff behind the scenes. And she normally would be working tomorrow, but she isn't because she's going to Alton Towers, right? So she's gonna suffer this same thing. She's gonna go Alton Towers and stand in a queue because, you know, we all know the British like to queue, right? It's just a standard thing. We just like to stand in a queue. There's a queue, let's go, let's go stand in it and get bored. <laughs> and so, um, and so this idea of line attainment was very much a case of how do you entertain people in the queues? So Disney came to the realization we can't make the queues any shorter, but what we can do is we can make them more enjoyable. And the reason why this stuck out to us as a team is we're like, well, how does that work for us? Where are the queues that we can't necessarily reduce? And the obvious queue in e-commerce is the gap between placing the order and the order arriving at your door. Even in England, with the best will in the world where everything's on next day delivery because it's such a tiny country. Um, <laughs> you know, you've still got several hours. There's still this queue that people have to, to wait. So how can you engage people, uh, entertain people, might not be the right word for your business, but you get the concept. What can you do that makes the waiting a more enjoyable experience rather than a negative experience, which waiting inevitably is by default. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that was what we we took away from that, wasn't it? And then we we had a whole bunch of things which we wrote upon our board, um, uh, you know, just from email sequences that we were using. How can we better use those to help people uh, engage people yeah. while they're waiting? So that's line attainment in a nutshell. That was a concept. And how does that work for our business? Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. I think um, making making those experiences more memorable for customers really helps, mm. isn't it? Like as you say, entertaining them in some in some capacity. 
Yeah. Um, even though it's the boring waiting, they're doing something that makes it yeah. memorable. Um, I think another thing that he talked about was um, different touch points to reduce friction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was another great point, wasn't it? And this is something actually uh, not to toot my own horn too much, but, you know, I like to take every opportunity I can get. Um, we do this. We've always done this uh, exercise with people when we've done consulting work uh, and coaching work. And Vance touched on this. And it's interesting because whilst I've done it with other companies, we've never really done it for our own company, <laughs> which is you know, <laughs> obviously stupid. Now, this concept is, again, really straightforward. This lesson was th- write down every single touch point that a customer has with your business, right? So this includes everything from your Google ads, your Facebook ads, your email marketing, your homepage, um, the box that you send out to them with the goods in, follow-up emails, customer service. You write down every single touch point, the checkout, all of these things. Uh, And then, again, the very Disney thing. You look at those touch points and you ask one question and you, you, you drive yourself to answer that one question, which is, how can I reduce friction at this point? Mm-hmm. And so the obvious place here is checkout. This is a key touch point for everybody on your website. How can you do that quicker, easier, uh, and with less friction? Uh, and you spend some time designing and thinking around that, don't you? And um, so, yeah, touch the touch point map uh, is what we call it internally. Create in this touch point map. And you just mm-hmm. literally map out all the touch points um, and you ask yourself, how can you reduce friction? The checkout being the most obvious one, I think, uh, because mm-hmm. that's where you'll probably see the most conversion when you reduce the, the friction. So, yeah, that was another great thing that came out from from Vance's uh, thing about Disney. They looked at touch points, where the customers interact with you, how can you reduce that friction? So if people want to pay you um, to get entrance to the park, how can we reduce that friction? I mean, all of these things, mm-hmm. you know, how do we... Mm-hmm the Disney dollars reduces friction buying in stores and all that sort of stuff, especially because there's so many people coming up from all over the world with different currencies and blah, 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 blah. So there's a lot of things that you can do uh, to reduce friction. But you to reduce friction, you have to understand your touch points, which are the points where customers or potential customers interact with your business. And then just looking at that objectively going, how do I reduce friction? And I guarantee you there's going to be a whole bunch of things that you can do. Uh, to mm-hmm. reduce friction without any doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> is there any um, is there anything that you could that you can talk about as far as an e-commerce business goes? I know we were just talking about um, Disney and what that means when you're standing in line and the mm-hmm. Disney dollars and stuff. But like for an e-commerce business, a, an example of um, friction other than waiting for your parcel to arrive, is there something else that is maybe not as obvious? that people don't um, necessarily see as a friction point, but it is? I think the 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 most obvious one, like I say, is checkout. And usually the thing that causes friction is asking way too many questions. Like, what's mm. your inside leg measurement? You know, when did Neil Armstrong land on the moon and all that sort of stuff? You just don't need to know the answer to half the questions mm-hmm. that you ask. Um, the reality of it is you want them to get through the checkout as quickly as possible. A great way to solve that you know, you've seen things like the advent of Apple Pay or Google Pay, where you can go into a website, you can click Apple Pay, and all that they don't mm-hmm. have to even put any of that information in. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the advent of things like GDPR has made things a bit more frictionful, so, uh, which would be an interesting one, wouldn't it? So an, a sign-up to a newsletter would be an interesting one. So do you have it on your website that when people sign up to a newsletter, you do the double opt-in by what I, you know, what I mean by that is they sign up to the newsletter, you send them an email saying, please confirm that you actually want this email and yeah. you want the newsletters, which they then hit another button. So now I've taken something as simple as putting your name and email address in and bearing in mind, when you ask people to sign up to a newsletter, that's all you really need is their name and email. You probably don't even need mm -hmm. their name. You could probably just get away with their email. Again, reducing mm -hmm. friction. But I'm introducing friction because of legislation. Now we can argue, yeah. uh, do the rules of GDPR mean that I have to do the double opt-in or not? Mm -hmm. That's you know I, I'm not I'm not a lawyer I'm not going to give my interpretation of that law uh, you need to figure that out for yourself but if you do follow the double opt-in um, that's going to cause friction right so how can I reduce that friction or at least make it more enjoyable things like using recapture forms you know like pick all the pictures where there's a bridge just mm -hmm. frustrates everybody but is that is that something that I really need on this page? or not am i doing it just because i'm i think for some reason someone's gonna hack my little website at this point i don't know do you know what i mean these, mm -hmm. these are all kind of things that you need to figure out so do you really need recapture on an email sign up do you want to do the double opt-in how can you reduce that friction so these would be some mm -hmm. of the the less obvious ones yeah um but i think it's one of those things that will have the bit you know will have a, a big impact ultimately mm-hmm Cool. Thanks, Matt. Is there anything else that that um, that you felt was a, a key takeaway from that particular workshop with Vance? Yeah, with Vance. Yeah, there's a couple of the things that we took. Mm -hmm. So I always encourage people to take four key takeaways, right, or four mm -hmm. key actions that you want to do as a result of watching okay. the workshop. And the reason I say four is anything more than four is too many. Uh, mm. you, you know, with Vance, there was like 20, and we then had to distill it down for four. And so for me, the four things were the line attainment, how does that work for us? Um, the touch point map, reducing friction. The third one was clear USP. So um, Vance talked about this, Disney's very good at it, having a clear USP, a unique selling proposition, um, a reason to buy from you. What is your clear USP? Mm -hmm. And are you communicating that in a way that your staff and your customers understand what your USP is? Is it communicated mm -hmm. in everything that you do? And so, being super clear about those USPs. So one of the things that we did, um, so I don't know if you remember this actually, we have a website called Vegetology, uh, which sells um, health supplements, right? I'll show mm -hmm. the dear, listener, uh, dear view. There you go, it's on the screen if you're watching the video. Actually, it's not on the screen because it's very blurred because my face is on the screen. <laughs> there we go, that's better. So we, yeah. sell the, um, we sell the capsules, uh, the health supplements. And one of the we sell is this Omega-3. And Omega-3 um, is a great, great supplement right but traditionally has come from mm -hmm. fish we assume that fish create omega-3 uh, but which they don't actually fish get omega-3 omega-3 from the algae that they eat mm -hmm. so we were like well if we could just take omega-3 from the algae then we have mm -hmm. fish free omega-3 right yeah um plus we don't have all the mercury poisoning that goes with it and mm -hmm. we save uh, the, the lives of many many fish and so we thought how do we communicate this clearly we just did something really super simple. We put a fish counter, a fish live save counter on our website. It's still mm -hmm. on there. You can go to vegetology.com and see how many fish lives were saved by Vegetology customers buying <laughs> uh, this food supplement. Um, and I don't know when we started counting from, 
but there's an awful lot of fish on that counter <laughs> because it's like um, we know it, it takes at least 50 mm -hmm. fish to make a, a pot of omega-3 so we can look at how many pots we've sold over the last few years and give you a number yeah um, yeah. And so just something as simple as that actually had a really good mm -hmm. impact on the website, had a good impact on conversion, helped our customers understand what was unique about us, what the unique selling proposition mm -hmm. was. Uh, we don't need fish to create omega-3 and it's mercury-free, it's poison-free, and it's like super, super strong, the strongest you can get. So there are all these sort of USPs. Just being mm -hmm. super clear about that I thought was, was really helpful. We even rewrote our vision and mission statements uh, for the website to be much clearer about what it is that we do mm -hmm. uh, on the site. So mm -hmm. um, that was a super helpful lesson. And then the fourth one, which I, I've i heard a number of people mention this um, over, over the years, but Vance really brought it out. He was like, every visitor to the Disney mm -hmm. theme park is a micro-influencer. Every visitor is posting on social media their experiences of Disney. Mm -hmm. um, whether it's good or bad, they're usually putting pictures up. And so it's like your business needs to understand that everybody is a micro-influencer or at least has the potential to be a micro-influencer. Mm -hmm. Now, sure, not every customer is going to put a picture on Facebook every time they mm -hmm. get a, you know, their Omega 3 from one of our sites. Um, it's less Instagram worthy, isn't it, I suppose, than walking through the gates at Disney. Um, but the principle is still the same. And how do we influence our customers? Or how do we give our customers such a great experience that they want to share a positive uh, experience to their micro communities? Um, and understanding yeah. the power of that I thought was super helpful. Mm -hmm. So that mm -hmm. would be my four points from Mr. Vance Morris. No, that's cool. And I, I agree, a well-defined USP can really set your business apart, can't it? <clears throat> mm -hmm. It can make all the difference. Yeah, it can totally, and it's mm -hmm. worth investing the time to figure that out. And actually, mm -hmm. with the advent of ChatGPT, you can just write a prompt saying, "Dear ChatGPT, yeah. I want to craft a USP for my business. <laughs> I want you to ask me. Um, mm -hmm. I want you to follow the following uh, process. I want you to ask me a question that's going to help mm -hmm. you help me craft a better, you know, USP. And keep asking me questions until you've got enough information that you need to help me write it." And so yeah. ChatGPT becomes mm -hmm. like a consultant. It's just going to ask you a whole bunch of questions. You're going to answer it. It's going to ask you another question, answer it, ask another question, mm -hmm. until eventually you've got your USP document. So there's no, reason, there's no reason not to have one right now. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, indeed. So is there anything else we want to talk about in this episode? I think that's probably about it, isn't it? No. Yeah, I think we should wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. So, uh, yes, this August, we are going to be talking about lessons that we have learned from cohort. We're going to take you behind the scenes. Some of the key things that we have learned from some of the great conversation of uh, great conversations, great workshops uh, yeah. on cohort. If you want to find out more, if you want to learn more about cohort, just head over to ecommercecohort.com. You will hear us talking a lot about cohort over the coming months because it's going to be one of the key sponsors of the show, ladies and gentlemen. So you're not going to be able to escape it. But at least now you know the kind of thing what's going on. Coming up in future episodes, we have, oh, who are we going to pick on? Oliver Spark. Uh, mm -hmm. We're going to talk about Neil Hoyt from Google. We're going to talk about Dan Badai about email marketing. And of course, we're going to be talking about lessons we learned in the AI sprint as well. So mm -hmm. all of that coming up. Make sure you like and subscribe to what's going on. Let me play the uh, music here. All that's left for me to say is thanks for joining us. And of course, you are 
awesome. Yes, you are created awesome. It's just a burden you have to bear. Salaf has to bear it. I've got to bear it. You've got to bear it as well. Uh, do stick with us as we go through this little August mini-series, and we hope you enjoy it. But that's it from me. That's it from Sadaf. Bye for now.